Good morning, folks. I invite you to come with me just apart from your busy day. Whenever you are listening to this, uh, well, I guess that means that you've taken a little bit of time. So just use this time to be in the spirit and to reflect upon the words of Jesus that are recorded in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. They are wonderful words, and you can found your life on these words. So today I'm going to talk about uh, false prophets versus true prophets. It is a very important part of this Sermon on the Mount because Jesus has laid out his teachings that he received from the Father. He was the eternal word that was with the Father in the beginning. He received these words from the Father. Uh, I, I guess from two sources or three sources, actually, from the Father through uh, the Scripture and through the Holy Spirit that he had without limits, has without limits, and also directly from the Father. So he is contrasting his words and the words of those who would follow his teachings with the false prophets. And it's extremely important that we get a hold of this and understand him. Now, in Matthew 7, starting with verse 15, the scripture reads, or I should say Jesus says, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits. Now hold on to that, okay? You will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered of thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. A lot of talk here, Jesus says, about fruit, and that the fruit that you see, the fruit that you can partake of, comes from the very heart of the tree, from the very roots of the tree. If the tree at its roots is bad, the fruit is bad, even, even if it tastes good. In fact, if a bad tree's fruit tastes good, there may be something wrong with your taste buds. Interesting, huh? A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree 
that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, you will recognize them by their fruits. Now, I am very well aware that this may seem to be different than Matthew 7, verses 1 through 5. Just read verse 1, where it says, Judge not that you be not judged, for with what judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. With what measure you use, it will be measured to you. So I have heard the argument, and it's it's a very distracting argument that Jesus is teaching don't judge in Matthew 7, 1, but then he is teaching judge in Matthew 7, 15 and following when he talks about false prophets versus true prophets. But there is a profound difference between judging our brothers and sisters in in that it is not just criticizing them, but it is actually condemning them. It is looking at a, a sin in action and uh, saying, let me pull that out of you when you actually have a log in your own eye. So we went over all that. But I want us to see that Jesus in Matthew seven fifteen, he's not contradicting himself. He just said that about judging just a few minutes ago, if you're thinking of it as a sermon. So his intent is intentional that we are to uh, discern the identity and the teaching of false prophets. If we do not make this discernment, if we do not, then we will most certainly be led into destruction and we will be an aid to the false prophet. So it is very it is, it is very necessary for us to discern uh, who is and who is not false prophet. And I think this will become more clear how we do this as we uh, march on today and tomorrow. I'm not going to cover everything today, but I'll uh, try to conclude this up tomorrow. So in John, the 10th chapter, I want to read this because it talks about the difference between false and true. Uh, In John 10, we're talking about uh, another type of metaphor, which is uh, shepherd as opposed to uh, prophet. But Jesus' teaching is very much the same. Truly, truly, I say to you, He who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, this man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door 
is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And so, talking of the shepherd, the shepherd enters the fold and speaks to the sheep. And the sheep, because they are his flock, understand his teaching, follow his teaching, and follow him. They trust him. He is their shepherd. They know that because, as later on John would say, they have an anointing, this anointing of the Holy Spirit that opens their hearts and their souls to the shepherd. And so there is a vast difference between that shepherd, okay, that the sheep would follow and the thief and the robber, uh, the hired hand, so to speak, that would come in and lead the sheep to destruction. That shepherd, they do not follow. Unfortunately, there are sheep who follow the false shepherd, the wolf in sheep's clothing, so to speak. Uh, Listen to Jesus as he continues this. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him. For they do not know the voice of strangers. Wow. They do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus said, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. Now listen. The thief comes only to steal kill, and destroy. I came that they might have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf snatches them up and scatters them. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. So there is a vast difference between the good shepherd and the false shepherd. The false shepherd being looking like a shepherd, looking like a sheep, for instance, but Internally, they are ravenous wolves. It is very necessary for us as we go about this life to be able to follow the Good Shepherd, to be able to follow the true prophet of God. And there are many prophets. Jesus has ordained prophets for his church. Prophets who are consistent with his word and his life and his teachings. Uh, Prophets who lead to life rather than to death. In John 10, 
verses 1 through 3 and then in verse 10 that we read and some others, uh, the true prophets give their lives for the sheep. The true shepherds give their lives for the sheep. The false shepherd, this is very important, the false shepherds fleece the sheep. The true shepherd's fruit is probably best found in the scriptures in Psalm 23. Even though you know this psalm very well, I'm going to ask you to listen to it and reflect on it from the viewpoint of false versus true shepherds. Now, This can be applied, as it was in the Old Testament, it was applied to the uh, leader of the kingdom of Israel. The king of Israel was the shepherd uh, of the sheep. He was the one that God placed over the sheep to be their shepherd uh, and to uh, lead them out in actually uh, where he was leading them. But we also can apply this to the church, which is the modern day uh, kingdom of God. And, And to note that shepherds can be good and can be not so good. But right here, we're going to focus on the good fruit of the good shepherd. So, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, I shall not lack. The shepherd's responsibility is to provide food and shelter for the sheep. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. It is the shepherd's responsibility Uh, to make sure that where the sheep would feed and where the sheep would drink, that those are safe places. We provide safe places for the sheep to find nourishment. Scripture says, He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Shepherds, And excuse me, I just took a drink of water. Shepherds, and this is very important, shepherds lead in paths of righteousness. If a shepherd, whether that shepherd is a uh, physical kingdom king or uh, leader or a church leader, a pastor, This shepherd must lead in paths of righteousness. If they lead in paths that are contrary to the spirit of Christ, to the life of Christ, if they lead in paths that are contrary to how he lived, these shepherds are false shepherds. This is a huge responsibility, folks, because those of us who have been called to be shepherds, 
understand this kind of this this kind of weight and burden we must be double sure that we lead through paths of righteousness even though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil for you are with me your rod and your staff they comfort me so as we walk through a valley of the shadow of death we know that the good shepherd that the shepherd that uh, is jesus this shepherd does not leave his people does not leave his sheep does not abandon his sheep but leads them with his staff and protects them with his rod and uh, defends them against all enemies that might be found in this valley we do not have to fear because we know the shepherd loves us but those of us they have been called to be shepherds under Christ, shepherds of the sheep. We must not leave the sheep uh, abandoned to the wolf. We must be willing to even lay down our lives so that the sheep can come through this valley of darkness alive and into the abundance of the kingdom i believe that sheep are smart enough and gifted enough of the holy spirit to know when they are being protected or whether they are being hunted whether they are being protected or whether they are being fleeced and so it is very important for us who are shepherds to protect the sheep and not fleece the sheep so the sheep are comforted by the presence of the shepherd you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies you anoint my head with oil my cup overflows Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell, I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And so David, through the Holy Spirit, is teaching us that once we have gone through the valley of darkness, and there may be many valleys of darkness as we journey to the fold that is heaven, but once we go through a valley of darkness, we see the table of abundance spread for us by our Father. We see that our cup is overflowing. We see that goodness and loving kindness, mercy follows us all the days of our lives. This is an extremely positive picture of the fruit of the true shepherds of the children of God. And so as we, as I conclude this thought uh, this day and uh, march toward another tomorrow, I want to encourage you to be open 
to the good shepherd, even Jesus Christ. I want you to be able to be open to him so that you can recognize false prophets, true prophets. The false prophet is not interested in leading you in paths of righteousness. He's interested in leading you to destruction. He's not interested in leading you through the valley of the darkness. He's interested in keeping you in the valley of darkness. He is interested in your destruction. But the good shepherd is interested in leading you into life. And not just life, but abundant life. So tomorrow we're going to cover some more about this good shepherd, bad shepherd. And I pray that God blesses you through the teaching of uh, Jesus Christ. Thank you very much, and I will talk to you tomorrow.